Hello, my wannabe entrepreneurs. Welcome to another wannabe entrepreneur podcast. My name is Tiago, and oh boy, do I have a full eventful episode for you. You see, today is Thursday, Thursday night, and it's the end of one of the biggest tech conferences in Europe and maybe even the world. Its name is Web Summit. You probably already heard of it. If you didn't, just go and, and search it on LinkedIn or Twitter or Google and see that there is a lot of people there. Actually, there was some controversial around Web Summit this year because the founder said some uh, some things about the, the war that is going on in Israel. So a lot of companies, you know, big tech companies like Google and Facebook, they were kind of, they dropped out. But in the end, well, the CEO resigned, but there was a lot of people there. And as last year, if you remember last year, I also had a ticket for it, free ticket provided by my friend Sven. Thank you, Sven. And this time we did things properly. You know, I was not the young Web Summit virgin. <laughs> I already knew what I was going for and I really prepared. So I want to speak about that in today's episode. Great tips and things that I've learned for you to use as well if you go with your indie company to a sponsored event or conference. And yeah, that will be basically the topic of today's episode. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Yeah, so as you know, we just came from PodFest Berlin uh, not too long ago, which was the conference or the podcast festival uh, in Berlin. And if you haven't heard it already, just go back to the episode where I speak about it. I think it's something around how to sponsor a conference. We have learned a lot of things and I came with all the energy needed for another very extroverted event, which is the Web Summit. Just to give you some stats, uh, at least last year, I know there was around 70,000 people in the Web Summit. So it's like massive. Imagine like a lot of big pavilions filled Packed with people, mostly tech people, but really from all different areas. And it's it's kind of um, split it into multiple things. There's a lot of things happening at the same time. And if there's one word, if there's one word that describes the Web Summit is overwhelming. Everyone, especially people that are coming from the first time, they always say the same. It's a very overwhelming event. And it is. So basically, you have an app, an app that connects you with everyone in the Web Summit. You can DM people and you can see what's, whatever is going on, which is really cool. And I'll tell you more about the app in an instance. But yeah, there's a bunch of talks going on. There's, I think there was like five different pavilions, each pavilion, two stages. And then there was one main stage and there's talks basically every hour or every half an hour there's a talk going on. So... That's one thing. Then there's like booths, like multiple companies that come with their booth. There's Alpha booth, which is like, it's weird, weird word to say booth, booth, isn't it? <laughs> okay, anyways, uh, yeah, there's Dalpha tickets, uh, which is something that we also kind of uh, thought on acquiring. It costs uh, around 1,500 euros and you get your own booth for one day and you also get access to some VIP lounges and stuff. So basically you are there and people just pass by you. You have a very small you know, table and you just, yeah, you get to share about your company 
And then there's the beta tickets, which is another level of startups. You pay more, but it's you instead of only having one day, you are there for the three days. And it's normally alphas are, you know, those projects that are still pre-revenue. They're making no money. A lot of them are quite recent. And then betas are already making money. And then you have, you know, the really sponsored booths, you know, from big, big companies like, I don't know, Google and Amazon and uh whatever, all around. And those are like proper boots uh, with three or four employees there and they, they give you the goodie bags and everything. So that, that's basically it in, in a nutshell. Of course, the US also have the food and a bunch of things going on. Um, last year, what I did was going around to these alpha companies and just chatting with everyone, try to understand what, what was going on. Uh, I also attended some talks last year. This year, I didn't attend any talk because mostly the talks suck. <laughs> I have to be honest. They are very much um, this kind of clickbaity talks, uh, a lot about AI, but in, in the end, like they don't say much. They are just there to attract, uh, I guess, people in, in the beginning. But I don't know. For me, they are not very interesting. Also, the event, uh, the, the rooms, the stages, they're in open like open space so they're not in an individual room so it's really hard to hear and really hard to get a place to sit yeah it's really not good for talk so what we did uh this time was different this time i went to the app and you can actually search people by um, by topic so i search you know by podcasting i just search podcast podcasting radio everything and i dm'd everyone the classic spammy approach to everyone, or the classic cold emailing approach, I guess. To everyone, I send a message saying, hey, my name is Tiago. I am the founder of PodSqueeze, which is a tool that helps you repurpose your content. Podcasters repurpose their content. And I just, I'm wondering if you have five minutes to chat. I want to, you know, introduce you to the tool or I want to know more about your project. And surprisingly, a lot of people got back to me. And um, I end up having back-to-back -back talks. So... It was really hard, also because the app kind of sucks. At some point, it gets super slow, and it doesn't work super well. But I was able to send, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 messages. And from those, I think I got maybe 10 talks or maybe even a little bit more. And it's not easy to schedule them, right? Because, again, it's such a huge event, just for you to understand. One time, we were trying to, I was trying to meet up with someone, and she said, I'm, I'm here in, uh, in the food court next to the Pai Thai food truck. And I was there and I was like, okay, I'm here in front of the Pai Thai food truck. And she's like, okay, I'm wearing a brown jacket. And I was basically going around and looking at the name tags because everyone carries like a name tag and trying to say, no, that's not this person, not this person. And then it was really frustrating because we couldn't see each other. And then I realized that there are multiple uh, Pai Thai, Pai Thais, whatever, food trucks around. So I was in the wrong place. Um, so for me, it was really crucial to find a nice, quiet, you know, quote unquote, quiet area. Nothing is really quiet, but a nice area where I could just tell people, okay, I'm here, come and meet me and you can sit down and have a chat. So first day I just scouted the whole, you know, event and I found one really cool place, uh, it was next to the Ukrainian booth. There were some tables and I used this every time. So when I was ch chatting with people, they would be like, okay, what time do you want to do it? Or I would suggest a time. They would say yes. And I'll say, okay, let's meet in the seating area, in the pavilion one by the Ukrainian booth. And that worked really well. Most people would immediately go there and find me and we could just sit down and have a chat. And 
yeah, so I also use, besides using the app, uh, the Web Summit app, I also used my own calendar app. And I had like all the calendars, everything scheduled. So every time someone would say yes, I would go there and schedule the talks. And uh, I'm actually going to open my calendar uh, right now. Uh, beep, boop. This is me trying to mimic the sounds of the of me touching the phone. Toot, opening calendar. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see like because uh, I think it would be cool to tell you a little bit what what happened and some interesting insights I I took from. From these talks, of course, I don't want to bore you too much. There's really cool things uh, going on. So uh, one thing that I did to prepare myself for this conference was to create a bunch of cards, you know, uh, this uh, name cards, name cards, like contact cards, you know, with um, with my email. And I we also had a little discount for PodSquiz. I think I was the only one, actually. I only got one other card from another person. Uh, but I think cards are the best, are really the best um, to just exchange super fast. You exchange that with people and I'll tell you how I used it and how cards really made a dent and it was really cool. Um, before actually the conference, by the way, there's a lot of a lot of things going on around the Web Summit. So a lot of networking events. Uh, last year this happened too and this year I got invited to a pre-networking party. So in this amazing, beautiful apartment in Lisbon with the most fantastic view over the river and the city. And I got to meet a lot of cool people there. So you just go there. And I have to say, like, these events uh, are a bit, I don't know. So they're a bit awkward, at least for me. And I have to say, and now to get a little bit more real and, and into mental health, I am, for most people, they would look at me and see me as an extrovert, confident person. But I don't see myself that way. Uh, I also think that I have kind of uh, not diagnosed anxiety. And uh, quite often I, I blush. I blush a lot. It's super weird and super awkward. I'm not also a very pale person. So it's weird that for me, you know, a Portuguese kind of uh, tanned, you know, kind of skin uh, blushes so much. And it's, it's also very... I was actually recently searching for it and trying to understand what, what's going on because... It's weird, like in the most random situations. Sometimes I'm like with friends or even with people that I'm not super comfortable. And if there's a topic or if I'm putting it on the spot, I just blush. And that's the only thing. But then I kind of get sweaty and I don't want to get too much into details. But I don't know. It's something that I, I had this all my life. And again, I think it's somehow connected with some kind of anxiety uh, or some phobia. I don't really know. I don't control it. Um, one thing that definitely helps is, you know, drink a beer or something. A little bit of alcohol makes me much more loose and more, much more chill. And then once I get in the, in the momentum, once I get more confident, this kind of goes away. But especially in the beginning when I'm meeting people or when I'm, um, I don't know, someone approached me, someone that I haven't met for a long time in like, I don't know, I do this. It's super weird. And if you do the same, if you have the same situation, yeah, just DM me on Twitter at WBTiago because I would love to know. I would love to know if it's only me or if it's other people with this, you know, whatever problem. I don't know if it's a problem. Uh, I, I try to ignore it. I mean, there's nothing much I can do. I think it must be, I don't know, I feel that it must be awkward. <laughs> at least I see myself as a, a little bit awkward when I see this. But what what is also really awkward for me is this first interaction. In these networking events, normally people split into groups and 
you need to approach them. And I always feel, especially if I'm alone, if I'm going with, with Joanne or my co-founder or a friend, whatever, it's easier. Again, maybe it goes back to the, you know, the biology of things and, and feeling that I'm I'm not alone and, and in, in danger or whatever. But when, yeah, approaching people and, and talking and, and breaking the ice is always super awkward. And I tend to, in these networking events, to be uh, a little bit isolated unless someone approaches me. So fortunately, in this um, in this last event, so the the pre-networking party, we did kind of an introduction, which is I know a bit awkward to introduce yourself, but it really opens up you know the conversation. It's much easier than for people to approach you. So a lot of people approached. Uh, João was also there, and you know I gave my cards, and the pre-networking party was really cool. And and yeah, so I was going to tell you about some of the interactions I had. Um, I did go to one or two. I told you that I didn't go to many talks. I, I did go to one uh, uh, that was about podcasting. I didn't listen to it, but I waited uh, for the speakers to leave. And when they when they left, I would just say like, "Hey, I liked your talk. Here is my card. I do this." Funny enough, this guy works in, in the UK, and he actually produced the podcast of Dua Lipa. Yeah, Dua Lipa, the pop star. And I was like, hey, do, do you have like air contact? Like, yeah, I chat with her all the time. I don't know if he was bullshitting me or not, but it was really cool you know, to be basically in contact with someone that, you know, has the contact of Dua Lipa, which is a megastar. But um, yeah, so that was it. And then I had a bunch of uh, chats uh, with people. And in, in general, the chats were either with podcasters or people with that like, apps or or things around it uh, with podcasters i would just introduce the tool i would just say that i'm i have this tool we can do this and i would just see as well like i would ask them about their podcast what what was their struggles and i would just like write down everything actually one thing that i started doing from day two was that after each interaction i would just uh, record a voice memo uh, so that I wouldn't remember, I would remember everything, and and uh, and then when I would get home, I would re-listen to everything, and write down some ideas. But yeah, I got it was good because I got to understand what people really, uh, what are the struggles of a lot of podcasters. I understood that some of them already use our competitor products or other products, and a lot of them were excited to try PodSqueeze. And in the end, I just always gave them a card. Let's see, you know, you never know. You know, they say that I'm inter- interested, but then they, they might forget about it, whatever. But in general, it was good to understand uh, what was the struggles and, and also just to chat. I mean, I like chatting. I like to have good conversations, as you can see here in the podcast. I had a lot of interviews. So in, in general, when it's a topic that I'm interested in, I would just, you know, hang out and, and learn more about their podcasts, about their lives. And that's, by the way, what networking is about. Networking is not really about you thinking, okay, I want to sell you something. It's more like having a nice conversation and trying to help them. I would do this a lot. I would, I would uh, listen to them and say, okay, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Uh, let me introduce you to this person. And I think that's that's the main goal as well. I want to help others because I'm passionate about podcasting and entrepreneurship. So uh, one thing that I realized uh, that was really an interesting uh, thing to find is that a lot of people are using uh, Spotify for podcasters as their host. So they use this to publish their episodes. And I would ask them, like, okay, but besides Spotify, where is your podcast? And I'd be like, it's only Spotify and YouTube. But I didn't understand this because I thought that uh, Anchor, which now is Spotify for podcasters, would distribute your episodes through, you know, iTunes, Google Podcasters, you name it, all the streaming platforms. 
So one thing that I've learned was actually recently uh, Spotify is trying to, you know, create or someone said it and I really like this expression, YouTubeify uh, the podcasting industry. So putting everything in only one platform. And apparently a lot of people, they don't know this and they end up only distributing their podcasts on Spotify. So, um, yeah, that was cool. To, to learn this. And, and then I had some other interactions with um, people that are in the industry for a long time. I met uh, the organizer of the podcast festival in Italy. He is in the industry for, I think, 15 years. And we made some good interaction. And uh, in the end, we decided that I, I would we would, like, give them, he has, like, a community of more than 300 podcasters and give him a discount for pod squeeze, uh, I don't know if in the end we'll use it or not, or if it it will go to something. But I also learned a lot from him. This thing with the podcasting, uh, Spotify podcasting that I just told you, he was the one telling me, and I realized that yeah, maybe I just want to have another chat with him because there's a lot of things that I can learn. And uh, in the end, there's also I wanted to tell you two situations, uh, two or three funny situations. Uh, the one of the leap I already told you. Uh, the other one was like. Benefit of having a card. So, um, one time I was just you know walking around and I saw someone with a radio, like a a portable recorder, and uh, she was working for a radio, a Portuguese radio. So I just gave her the card. I just said like, hey, sorry to interrupt. Uh, let me just give you this card. Is uh, about my um, my app that helps podcasters and radio. And I'm just curious to know if this could help you know radios like yours uh, to you know repurpose the content. So here it is. And she was like, oh, okay, thank you so much. She got the card and she said like, by the way, I can just interview interview you at the at, at the spot because I'm interviewing other makers here. I was like, sure. And she just like hit record and we did a quick interview about Pod Squeeze. Uh, it is funny because it was in Portuguese, obviously and um, it's so much harder for me to first of all to speak in Portuguese and and to pitch my startup in Portuguese it's much harder because there's a lot of expressions that I only know in English so I cannot you know say them in in, in Portuguese so it was good actually for me to train and to pitch the ideas and in, in Portuguese because by the way tomorrow or on Saturday we are going to uh, be the sponsors of a podcast festival here in Portugal so yeah, that's, you know, if I didn't have the, the card, uh, the other possibility that a lot of people were using and really works is for you to share your QR code for your LinkedIn profile. So if you have the LinkedIn app, you can just click on search and then click on the QR code and also works really well because people can just scan it and immediately get connected to you. But it would be really awkward to just approach someone out of the blue and say like, hey, scan my code. They'll be like, what the fuck? No. So just by giving the card, it's so much better. Uh, and it's more, it's much easier to approach people like this. Um, another, another situation where the card uh, was really useful was, again, I was just walking around and I saw someone approaching uh, an investor. Uh, it's kind of a known investor here in Portugal. He also has a podcast, by the way. And but I didn't rec- recognize them. But this person said like, "Hey, you are Tasha. You, um, you are an investor." And they were talking for a bit, and, and I was like, you know, stalking them. I was like, they were moving left, and they were moving right, and I was going because I wanted to approach him. And then I just did. It. I was like, "Hey, uh, Tasha. By the way, my name is Tiago. I don't want to interrupt too much. Here's my card. I do this. I know that you have a podcast." And you know, just getting the card—it's such—it's so much easier to you know make an introduction. And then he immediately said, like, "Hey, send this to this email uh, to my assistant." So we just did this connection. So uh, I really think that the the card is something that it's easy, 
it's fun. People put it in their pockets and then eventually, hopefully they will just maybe take a picture of it on when they get home, they have this and they can even, you know, uh, remember me. So that, that's, that's something that I, I'll definitely do uh, in, in the future. And it worked. And also when my card, our card has, as I think I told you, a discount. So it also helps because you can say, and by the way, besides having my contacts, you also have a little discount and uh, also like explains what the um, what our product is. So yeah, that's basically uh, mostly it. Uh, again, a lot of talks, a lot of uh, a lot of conversations uh, with really interesting people from all over the world. And um, yeah, at some point, I I met some you know two guys, and I I was like, hey, where are you from? Where are you coming from? And they said like Israel. I was like, oh, <laughs> and you know how to interact is because you know or or. When interacting with people that coming from countries that are at war, it's always a bit awkward because they never know, like, what should you say? Like, I'm sorry for what's happening. So I just said, like, oh, things are not good there. And it's like, yeah, not good. Okay, and then move on. And then we keep uh, talking. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so those those were basically the things that, that happened. I also spoke about this podcast with Sam. I realized that even though the number of listeners are kind of going down a little bit, I guess because I haven't been so, uh, you know, punctual with my episodes, and I'm sorry for that. But I realized that we we do have, you know, a lot of listeners here. We are a really nice community, so I really appreciate you for listening uh, to the Wannabe Entrepreneur podcast and being part of my journey. That's really, really cool. Uh, thank you so much, and hopefully we are learning together because, yeah, a lot of people, they have, like, you know, 30 downloads or 30 downloads per episode, and the fact that we have around, like, 200, 250 downloads per episode, like, there's an audience, and we are quite big. That's really, really cool, really, really fun, and if you want to meet me and other makers like yourself uh, and at the same time sponsor or, like, um, support this podcast you can join the community we have uh, indie makers community on slack it's a private community and it costs ten dollars per month and we have events and you can get other makers and it's quite active community it's super fun so you can join us there and uh, again there will be a really cool interview coming up soon with uh, with uh, andrew gazdecki he is the founder of Acquire.com. So we're all going to talk about selling software as a service and how that works. And there's a lot of things that I've learned in that interview that I think you will really enjoy. And yeah, before I leave, let me just ask you to share this episodes with your indie maker friends uh, let's you know keep it going keep it growing and there's a lot of other episodes i have more than 300 episodes so if you are just you know started listening recently just go to wannabe-entrepreneur.com and click on episodes and you can filter by interviews if you are into that and there's like really cool chats i had with other makers i've learned so much from those so you can just go there and check the interviews or uh yeah my journey because I started this in no when I started this I had like nothing and no project making no money I just you know a lot of anxiety because I left my job so yeah now I get to well you get to see the whole journey yeah and that's it thank you so much and this was another wannabe entrepreneur see you next week Oh, if you are in Portugal, by the way, if you are Portuguese, uh, join us Saturday. We'll have free beer 
And in the first festival, Podesh, P-O-D-E-S dot P-T. It's going to be really fun. And yeah, we'll be there. Bye.